0: and welcome to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. This week I'm joined by world-class centre Michael Little who has not only starred for the Sunwolves and the Dinobores but was also named in last season's Top League Team of the Year. Should be a goodie, so let's go. Hi and welcome back. Like we said, we've got a very special guest today. The, I guess, face of the Dinobores and the Sun Moves, the very special oh. Mikey Little. Uh thanks for coming on, Mikey.
1: Oh, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: No worries. Um, I knew, you know, you're in lockdown. I guess this might be the best time to trap you. You're a very busy man. You got your family over in Japan as well. Um, so I know you don't have too much time, but thanks for taking time out for my uh little podcast.
1: Oh, always, mate. Always.
0: Um, how's life been uh back in Japan? I know it's pretty much been lockdown for you, but how's everything going?
1: um very productive um managed to sort out a lot of things around the house um my wife's been putting me to work uh (laughs) did the outside the put a bit of lawn down um fixed outside just to utilize the space a bit more and uh enjoy the the heat that we that we've got at the moment
0: yeah um well you can probably you might be able to see um because obviously i'm staff out on the field i still wear a mask and stuff but got like a huge mask tan (laughs) um so I think there's going to be all the rage this season. Eh? Uh, I'm trying to make it a thing. but
1: uh, <laughs> uh, Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, you live technically, like, the team's based in Kanagawa, but you live in Tokyo, is that right?
1: Yeah, so we're, like, right, literally on the border of um, Tokyo, Kanagawa, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Minami Osawa, yep, which yep. is known for, like, the outlet mall and, and all that. So we're pretty lucky we've got a little place here little bit of a garden now in um, a car park right outside the house so like living life
0: the dream (laughs) um yeah because i guess especially in tokyo um like it's a lot of uh houses are apartments they aren't like their own standalone property um so yeah it must be pretty good having your own lawn having like a place where you can kind of relax and you don't have i guess 20 people just surrounding you uh in an apartment complex
1: yeah, well, um, first two, three years here, I was sitting there waiting for the elevator half the time in the apartments in Hashimoto, so um, it's definitely a lot more homely now. Um, and obviously, the family's over with me, so
0: um, just, yeah, I guess it's home. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, sorry, how many uh, how many years have you been in Japan now?
1: Uh, so, be coming up year five, oh, wow. well, just past year five, so, yeah, opportunity to go for a passport and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it works out, it works out. If not, we'll we'll see. Nice, but yeah, still loving it, still enjoying it.
0: Yeah, is that uh, passport something you, I guess, are wanting to do? Like, for most people, it's a pretty you know big decision. um But a lot of people who've stayed here for so long, they do it because they love Japan, and I guess you're similar. But uh, is it a big decision for you? Like a hard one to make?
1: um I guess it's well, when you come over to Japan first, it's always like you know your goals are play for the national team, get your passport, and come Japanese and like, go along that sort of path, so it's, I guess it's just something that we've kind of followed as well. Mm-hmm. Being here, like, embracing the culture, I guess it's just, like, another step, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. No, nice, nice. Mm. Um, and I know your Japanese is just, like, beautiful, so uh, I know there's, there's not too much I've got to do as a translator around you. Um, makes my life a lot easier, but...
1: <laughs> uh, it's always good to listen to your voice, though,
0: eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've, uh, I get that. I think that's the first time I've ever gotten there, actually. So, uh, thanks. You've made me blush. But uh, oh. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, going straight right back, uh, a lot of times I mainly just talk about, like, the Japanese uh, part of everyone's career. But uh, what was the big decision or reasoning for you to originally come over to Japan? And how did that opportunity come about?
1: Um, well, it was probably a bit of, like, a blessing in disguise. As in at the time, we are in the blues, blues sort of mix. And... Um, got told at the end of that season that, you know, things not looking too good for next year. So, so anyway, like we, we were in a meeting and um they had this big chat about Sunny Bill being signed to the Blues. Yeah. And um, so I, I was a bit like happy, sad, I guess. And um, they kind of just told me to work on my game and go back to provincial rugby. So having, well, probably one of my better seasons in my career. Yeah. And after that, just kind of being left in the left in the air mm-hmm. and just being offered like training contracts or yeah, preseason yeah. filming contracts. And then when I was down at the landers, so I had Brownie with me there. He was just coaching and then the opportunity with the dinosaurs came up and I think well the first thing you look at is like they want to pay me this sort of money to come over to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd only ever been on a minimum contract at harbor and minimum contract at the blue. So so it was kind of a decision that we made to, you know, oh, we'll go over there for a couple of years and yeah, yeah. a couple of years has turned into a couple more and mm-hmm. now the whole family's moved over. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, pretty pretty much it in a short kind of version.
0: Nice, nice. Nah. So you wouldn't have known too much about the Japanese culture and um, stuff like that, but how was it first coming over here? It's quite a unique culture. I guess there's a lot of yeah. things that are great uh, about it, a few challenges. but oh,
1: well, I was pretty lucky, like, Growing up, I did two years of school mm-hmm. over here when dad oh, played right, rugby right. for mm-hmm. Sanyo. So, yeah. um, we, mom and dad chucked us, or me and my little brothers into a Japanese school oh, wow. out in, um, Kuma. so <laughs> was it Oizumi, <laughs> Nishishogakko, mm-hmm. for a year and for another year. Yeah, So it was a bit of a, like thrust in the deep end and you wouldn't really like appreciate it back in those days, but yeah. then coming back over to Japan, This time around, like, I guess I'm pretty shy, but Mm -hmm. I like my first experience was I went down to the convenience store, and like, obviously, it's real tough to pick things up. So, you like, this lady's just talking real quick to me. And then, like, the second time I went down, I was like, oh, actually, I know a couple of these words, like, I remember them. And then, like, the third time I'd start talking back to them. So, oh, wow, um, I slowly picked it up pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then, obviously, at school, like, learn to read and write mm-hmm. so like just being able to see things and like reading hitting, like, it's kind of pretty easily and yeah. uh like slowly picking back up kanji so oh wow yeah, it's kind of like
0: worked up real well yeah yeah nice um yeah because i guess that's similar to me like obviously my mum's japanese but we grew up in new zealand and she'd talk to me in japanese but never have to write anything and then suddenly i came into fourth year of primary over here and had didn't know anything. I didn't know the first year okay. kanji and I had to learn four years' worth. And, um yeah, I just remember every day trying to do my kanji homework and crying and mum wouldn't help me and I had to look up everything. And, oh, it still gives me nightmares. <laughs> but now because of that, I guess uh, it's given me that base. And kind of similar to you when I first came over. took a while to pick things up again. But it comes back mm. a lot quicker if you've got that base, I think. So, yeah, I guess it's uh, guessing yes. in disguise for you, eh?
1: Yeah, pretty crazy. All that study paid off, I guess, um. But yeah, I was the same. Every day I'd go into school and just like cry at my little desk and yeah. play like wrestling with my erasers and pencil sharpeners and that. So I was kinda like little kid in my own world, but no, it worked out well. Um
0: how was it? I guess were you you guys would have been like the only foreigners in that school, I guess?
1: Uh only white blonde haired kids, but yeah, um out there a lot of Portuguese and Brazilians. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like obviously we can't speak spanish so it's um yeah pretty interesting i guess yeah yeah
0: uh, just every yeah i guess even if there are other foreigners there it's just a lot of people who can't speak english i guess eh? yeah yeah, yeah. Nice, no, so, um, yeah because i guess yeah where i was it was just real inaka or countryside so like all the kids <laughs> just thought we were from america our principal thought we were from Australia and just kept asking yeah. us questions about like Bonday or Sydney and stuff. And she's like, oh can't be bothered explaining. It's like, no, it's a different country. But um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I guess it was real weird. Everyone kinda wanted to talk to us because we looked different, you know, and I never really experienced yeah. that before. Um but yeah, mm. um it's definitely something uh I cherish that memory, uh, like of being able to come over here for a couple of years. Yeah. Very nice um no no that was actually the first time i'd heard that you'd like lived over here as a, a young guy because obviously i met you at the sunwolves uh a few years ago um and you were carving it up there and i think it's actually thanks to you that i um got this contract with mitsubishi uh Matsun, one of the guys head guys at uh Dynables kind of said you first put my name out there so i guess uh i have to buy you a drink or something yeah cheers
1: I oh, I yeah. oh, um I went for a coffee before training one morning. Oh,
0: Nice, nice. Oh well, come I over. Hold I'll hold you to
1: that too. Yeah, I hold that to you.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess uh, how was the rugby side of things when you first came over to Dinabars? Um, and like, were there a lot of foreigners? Because you guys started in the uh, second div, I guess.
1: Yeah, so we had uh, a couple of really good players: um, Hamish Gard, uh Rod Davies, uh. Dan Lindy, who's still with us now, and Fafili Levave.
0: Yeah.
1: And at that time, I know the rules have all changed, but like we only had the three foreigners on the field and um, one Asian passport, mm-hmm. so we had like India's greatest rugby player, ever, um, Rishikesh Penze.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, still a good mate today, but um, it was a lot quicker, but a lot less professional, I'd say, mm-hmm. especially Mitsubishi Um team. We coached well but weren't coached the fundamentals so yeah, yeah kind of just yeah going through things and i think the foreigners really stood out mm-hmm. at that level because there was a huge gap between i guess skill level physical level and just like the mental side of things yeah so it was kind of like not an awakening but felt like you're playing at club rugby sort of level again but yeah, yeah, yeah. from there like obviously transitioning to sun was playing with oh, like a higher level of other Japanese players and then coming back to Mitsubishi that next year we recruited really well and yeah. players upskilled and that's when we really had a good shot at making up the top league yeah 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 Um, so like the level yeah it's definitely increased mm-hmm. um, uh, other thing that players have probably told you heaps is um just getting used to the refereeing over here <laughs> yeah 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 uh, obviously like I don't know, get get a bit red in the head sometimes mm-hmm. with um, some of the calls and that but But obviously it's a hard game to, to referee, but yeah. maybe like just that difference of level and um, experience that referees have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously the game is growing real fast, especially player-wise and mm-hmm. like obviously Japan's keep uh, competing like with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So, but not really having that um, a growth in the, off-field department I guess
0: yeah yeah Uh, I think like yeah we got so many high level players and coaches over here so the Japanese players are all growing as well but uh, it doesn't seem like the union's putting as much focus into the uh refereeing and stuff because we had a ref at Coke who said um he got what 5,000 yen per game from the JFU but that didn't include like um you know, meals and stuff at the hotel. They got a hotel, but pretty much all the, yeah. um, yeah, 5,000 yen went to the three meals he had to have on tour kind of thing. So, yes. um, yeah, a lot of them are, you know, working part time and then doing this mm. on weekends, which I think if it gets a bit more professional on that side as well, hopefully, um, yeah, there will be, uh, there'll be a bit more growth there. But there's a few, you know, good, um, retired international refs who could surely come over and, uh, do a bit of coaching for the refs. Uh, so, hopefully, uh, something like that happens, eh?
1: Mm, that's really good, actually.
0: Um, yeah, and I think, um, especially in that second, event, Like, all the top refs in Japan, obviously, ref the top, you no know, league. So, mm. there would have been a few interesting calls uh, when you first came over. In- <laughs> uh, was it? Yeah,
1: yeah my, actually, my first game, I got a yellow card today. Um, <laughs> I think it was against Yamaha in preseason, Yeah. And obviously I was eager to get on the field and I think within two minutes I like I, I swear it wasn't my fault but <laughs> I was running to like get the ball and this guy like ran in my way yeah so I'd like i kind of like run into him but he's obviously fallen over and I've kind of like looked at him and my first reaction was like well that's a bit harsh like the refs pulled out his yellow card to like I was like, oh, he's just trying to come block me. Like, he's obviously fallen on the ground. So, like, poor fella shouldn't get yellow carded for that. And the refs like, no, you. I was just saying, like, what? Like, obviously, like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of grief for that actually. Um, but it was just all a learning curve. eh? Yeah, yeah. So you can't can't complain too much.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, well, I guess yeah. There's a lot of stuff you have to learn uh, in terms of the rugby level and the language. But did you guys have a translator when you first came over, or was it just all gambare?
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, we we had um, a guy called uh, Deeks Hidiki, and I think he was only with us for one season. Okay, and yep. he went alright; like he was pretty good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, I think I've had a new translator every year. Oh wow, everything. So bad omen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're all like, obviously, mm-hmm. they run really good people, and yeah. like even yeah. the translators that left now, like, still catch up with them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if you're you're missing after next year, like, we still got any mates?
0: Uh, but I hope
1: you stay long too, mate.
0: Um, yeah, well, um, that's made me feel <laughs> a lot <laughs> better. <laughs> no, oh. no. <laughs> I uh, can't wait to uh, catch up with you, you know, periodically from next season onwards, you know. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think um, a lot of guys have said, you know, it's been a struggle, especially on the field, like um, in New Zealand or Australia or wherever people have come from. Like, it's just been second nature to be able to talk to people on the run mm. and just get that point across. But sometimes when, especially when you only had three foreigners on the field, you um, and yeah, a lot of times, those guys might be forward, so you might just be standing there in the back line, mm-hmm. the only guy uh, with our you know wavy hair, um, and just yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, trying to understand what all the boys are saying. That would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, we actually like looking back now. We we're pretty lucky. We had um, Tavita who played in the midfielders, mm-hmm. midfields too. Oh yeah, and uh, Ryan Nicholas. Mm. So he was there as well, and um, so like at the same time, I was fighting for a position against those guys, and then. But it kind of worked out that like our 10, 12, myself and a winger could all speak English, so yeah, yeah. that helped the transition. And it wasn't until like a year later that I started getting a lot more confidence speaking into Japanese. Mm-hmm. And, um, but now it's kind of just second nature, um, yeah. like rugby talk is just rugby talk. So yeah, like, sure, sure. yeah, at the end of the day, like, I guess the little frustrations you mm-hmm. kind of goes um, lost in translation, but yeah. The rugby side of things, are, you know, everyone's pretty
0: good. Nice, nice. Um, and then you kind of touched on your a Samuels career, but uh, yes, how did that come about? Like, uh, did you have talks early on with the coaching stuff there about possibly um, coming over here to play Sunwolves, or were the Sunwolves even a thing when you first came over?
1: Um, I think it was the second season when I first came over. Oh, yeah. And, but obviously, me like leaving New Zealand, probably the Super Rugby. Mm-hmm had kind of gone yeah. and um, just that little stint at the Highlanders with Brani mm-hmm. and like uh, looking back now, it probably helped out a lot. So obviously must have made a bit of impression there. Mm-hmm. And um, we were actually on a family, I say family trip, but it was just me and my wife and we were down in Hakone.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm um, sitting at the lake and Jamie Joseph called me up and asked like what he thought about things and mm-hmm. um said so obviously like people probably won't be happy about me getting picked from a second division team. So at that time I was like humming hurrying, and I was looking at the holiday back home. And, <laughs> yeah. Um my partner at the time, my now wife, um she's very strong minded mm-hmm. and helped push me to make that decision, which now works. Well, it's all worked out pretty well yeah, um, yeah. and that gave her another year to like continue teaching mm-hmm. and just following like her dreams i guess yeah, back yeah. in new zealand um because it is a tough it's a tough ask for like a player with a family mm-hmm. like if i had that opportunity now like it would be a bit different because yeah, yeah. it's a baby and baby on the way so
0: yeah yeah um Cause I guess that's one thing, like, a lot of people don't really consider, especially if you're coming over here, the support network around, like, your family as well. And there's not too many foreigners around. And a lot of the foreigners in each team, they kind of come together and become their own community. But still, it's a lot different to what I guess you'd have at home at a team back home. Mm. And, um, that can definitely, you know, be a big factor in making those kind of decisions. And it's kind of interesting what you said about, yeah, what people's reaction might be if you come from a second of team. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, you know, if there were anyone, if there was anyone that had doubts, they've obviously been proved wrong uh, from your performances. But um, yeah, how did you find that set up and the uniqueness that is some uh, Sun Wolves?
1: A um, bit of a, well, all positive, but obviously, like a lot of cultures come together. Yeah. So it did kind of create that real unique bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but you yeah, probably. Some of my most enjoyable memories, like of uh, my career there. Uh, it started off, obviously, back in New Zealand, like not getting an opportunity yeah. to play, and um, especially making a debut for for the Blues, and then coming over here. And I got injured during preseason. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't available for the first two games, but and then straight after that, they were touring to South Africa. Oh and yeah. I remember just getting called into the room with Brownies, He's like, "Are oh, you going to make your debut next week. And I was, I guess just shocked because like I hadn't played. Yeah. I just been come back training and he said like, everyone in the squad is going to get an opportunity in the first four games. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess just having someone that put a bit of faith in all their players and yeah, obviously give you, gives give everyone a chance to prove themselves. So, um, that was an awesome tour and obviously Will Tupou was on that. So, yeah. Um, some pretty crack up memories with him in the milkshakes. Oh, man loves his sweet tooth. Um, uh, no, it was it also awesome. a mm-hmm. couple of real great mates that came out of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Tooth's uh, one of the fan favorites of the podcast. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> he does love uh, he loves, um, a few yarns. He loves a... Uh, a bit of complaining on the field as well, but he always gets the job done. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, I know that too well. <laughs> Actually, um, when we played each other last year, a lot of that uh, that game was apologising about what the calls were, what calls were happening <laughs> yeah, on the field. He's like, "Oh, yeah, he's going, he's getting pretty dark at at the ref and people, and I'm getting pretty dark at the ref and other people." But we're both apologising to each other, yeah, yeah, for like the, some of the calls that we made that day. Um,
0: Oh man. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, don't. Um, that's, that game's just like, you know, um, a te- taboo, 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 um, subject for the <laughs> Japan Rugby Podcast. Eh? Um, oh uh, yeah. I <laughs> no. um, apologize.
1: So we, we won the game and we won the translator, eh?
0: Yeah. That so. was, uh, <laughs> well, no, Winner takes all. <laughs> I was, um, uh, I was just what set. It's like those old movies where you just got like the princess set in the middle and then there's just two guys fighting for her. Oh, I was that princess. Yeah. Just sat in the middle <laughs> and you guys were fighting it out. And, um, you scored two late tries in the end, uh, to break our hearts, I guess. So yeah, congrats.
1: Oh, but, um, yeah. Cause I, I didn't even know at that point A that you, you were, you were joining us. So, um, when you got in touch, how many months afterwards? Like yeah, yeah. I was, I was a happy man. <laughs> and you
0: um yeah I uh, I think I actually signed that week um and the week before or something you guys were playing Honda and I was like so if you guys beat them there's no way we're gonna virtue you so like happy days um right. I was just telling <laughs> you guys on um and then yeah. Just fate. <laughs> Nick, minute. That's that other, um,
1: that's the other game that goes, um, that's another taboo one. Uh, we don't talk about that over here.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've learned that the hard way. No, um, I, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, fate had it that we had to verse each other. And I don't know. I was kind of, I knew I was going to see, um, but obviously Coke, no one knew at the time that that was going to be the last kind of season mm, for I Coke understand. ever, but I knew, uh, I wanted to, um, Yes, play as long as I could, or sorry, translate as long as I could with Coke before I moved. Um, so mm. I wasn't sure how I'd feel after the game, but you know, um, yeah, there were a few emotions and then Mikey came over and made me feel better. Um, he asked me if I was coming to a uh, Mitzi and I said no there, you know, cause I was, I was sly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my, uh, has got us off course. But, um, yeah,
1: oh, to be fair, I was, asking all your, your, all your players,
0: um,
1: if you were joining us next year. So, um,
0: yeah, that kind of, uh, that hurt me. I thought I was special. And then suddenly I see you talking to yeah. Toops next door. And I was like, Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not that oh, special. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I guess sorry to get us back on course. Um, I, uh, I know there are probably a lot of great memories from that. Uh, Sunwolves tour and I guess there are a lot of things um that you had a lot of great coaches there who probably taught you a lot of good things but uh, are there any standout memories from your time with the Sunnies
1: um to put you on the spot yeah obviously like the debut was pretty Mm. pretty crazy um you play in like stadiums in that New Zealand but they're not like giant stadiums so um debuted against the Lions up in altitude. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that stadium was, like, gigantic. So it felt like you are being slaughtered by the stadium and the altitude at the same time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um, And we just lost that game and obviously lost the next one and lost the next one. So that first win against the Reds that season um, was, like, probably one of our better performances of the season Yeah, a front of like the home crowd, and probably one thing in Japan, like the crowd's amazing. Yeah, Um, yeah, the support that you get from them is like, I guess you can't compare it to anything else. So, yeah, yeah, um, to get the win there and then go on tour and get another two wins, um, against the Bulls and I believe there's the Stormers, Mm -hmm. yeah, just those ones were, yeah, probably the big ones. Um, the other one was just like being able to travel mm-hmm. and like just getting up in the morning and going for a coffee with the boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause you, you in the sun, you're like family because mm-hmm. you're on tour the whole time. So we, when we're in Tokyo, we live out of a hotel. Yeah. Um, when you're touring, you tour for the whole week. So we'll go to like Sydney for a week and from there, go to Melbourne for the week. So you're always on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so just those like little connections that you make and friendships. It's yeah, just something as small as going for a coffee and wasting three four hours of the day. It's yeah. probably, yeah, the, my greatest memories. Yeah, yeah.
0: How oh, nice. Yeah. Great answer. Man, getting some gold from the Mikey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I'm just i just going to edit out all the parts where I'm talking and it'll just be like a TED talk from you. TED talk? Oh, yeah. How good? How good? Um, but, yeah, I uh, I definitely agree that, like, I was only there for six weeks, but – the six, it was obviously full on, you know, one day you're mm. in Tokyo and then next day you're in like Singapore and stuff. Um, but yeah, you just everywhere you go, you're with everyone and it's pretty much just like a six month campaign, like just, <clears throat> um, continuously with the guys. And, um, yeah, but obviously you have time. There are times throughout the season where you could take a bit of a break, refresh and then come back. Uh, like I said before, you had a lot of great coaches there, but. And you said you work with uh, Tony Brown a bit in the past, but there's been a lot of people obviously, um, singing his praises, but was there anything I guess he taught you or anything you can say about his coaching style and any, uh, good memories with him?
1: Good memories from him. Um, I think everyone, like all the coaching staff really mixed together really well. Mm -hmm. Um, like James, he was a lot harder on the boys, but. So you, like, expected, like, an edge yeah. from everyone in their preparation and, and performance and that, whereas Brownie was a lot, I wouldn't say softer, but, like, allowed you to express yourself a lot more. Yeah. So, like, that dynamic between those two was, how um, like you say it was it was probably, like, perfect mm-hmm. in a way. Like, just the way they mould together to create an atmosphere. But probably the favourite coach that I had was Scotty. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Scotty Hinton.
1: So he was a defence coach and... In my first year mm-hmm. and obviously being a midfielder you'll tend to be in the defense group so yeah yeah him like himself like he he was really good around detail mm-hmm. um he would not tell you what to do but he would let you learn for yourself but he'd be there to guide you but then he'd keep you accountable yeah, as yeah. well so it was pretty tough going into like a one-on-one after a game with him because he show you the clip and you he, still pause it before you knew what you're going to do and then you'd ask you like what would you do wrong here <laughs> you just under that pressure and you're like oh i should have done this i should have passed it or yeah i should have held on to it and then you just pretty much just agree with you mm-hmm. and then be like yeah hey, what do you what do you do next time and then it's pretty simple you've kind of just answering the question yourself and yeah, oh, well. yeah next time you get into that situation, you're thinking oh shit like I got this mad guy in in the back of my head telling me, not telling me what to do but telling me that I know what I should be doing Mm -hmm. so um, yeah you learn a lot from those sort of guys and very like grateful that I had that opportunity to not only like be taught by them but Mm -hmm. just to like meet and understand like how they go about things and how they hold their standards and even how to like Outside of the field, how to relax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, like when when you're going to have that coffee, and one of them turns up, he's he's just another one of the, the squad members, eh? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but they do have a good relationship with the boys, and it kind of makes you want to play for them, I yeah. guess. If... Oh, nice. So that's probably what
0: I got on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think uh, yeah, we've had you know. Heaps of, um, the summer was boys on, but a lot of them have kind of said the same thing that the atmosphere, the culture, just, um, something that you can kind of, you can't experience anywhere else. And, um, mm. yeah, I guess, um, everyone's only had, uh, you know, kind words to say about it. So hopefully, uh they came back for one game this year, but hopefully, uh, they can kind of come back in a more permanent kind of style in the future sometime.
1: Eh? Mm, yeah, it would be awesome to keep them, um, keep the legacy running.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because again, like you said, they got a great fan base. I think every team in Japan does, but um, yeah, the summer was especially like you couldn't get anyone in New Zealand to you know go but um but <laughs> in Japan, everyone just laughs it up eh? and um, yeah, yeah, when I was there like hearing it live is just uh, you know, it's pretty special, you know, um, how passionate everyone gets about it, so mm. but no. Uh, Nice. Uh, and then I uh, guess from there you had a few years um, at the Dinobores, had time at the Sunwolves, and then uh, with that, the level at the Dinobores kept improving and you guys uh, were going into those promotion relegation games to get to the top league. And um, I think the first one was actually – well, the first one for me uh, was against you guys. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> um, I don't think you played in there, but um, I can't remember. Uh, did you play in the game?
1: Nah Yeah, I played up until – it was – that, yeah, it was a draw, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I played for 50, 60 minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. I got subbed off and I remember like walking off to the bench and I think we are up like 27 to, to 10 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, man, what, like, why would they bring me off? Na, na, na. And they put like other great players on too. And, um, I remember our mate, like Albie, who was on the bench to one of the other foreign boys and he's like, ah, oh, don't worry, bro. Have your rest, like have your holiday and we'll go take on top league next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that twenty minutes flew by
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I remember I can't remember who scored the try, but might have been like Tim mm-hmm. or something. But he was kicking the make taking the kick to um win the game and you end up missing. And yeah. I remember chatting to him afterwards and I was like, Man, like I can't believe that just happened. I think they scored Yeah. Something like seventeen points in
0: mm-hmm. ten minutes. Yeah, I think as um Cause yeah, I was sitting next to the, uh, the two coaches in the coaches box with 10 minutes to go and we're like, yeah, you I know 10, 10 down still or something. And I was just like, uh, it was, yeah, it was both the coach's first year and my first year. And I was thinking, Oh, I've had a good career. This is us. Um, <laughs> but, um, that's me. Yeah. Going back to KFC, but, uh, I <laughs> think, um, yeah, I think what down by 10, Timmy got a penalty and then we're down. Oh, sorry. No, we scored, but he missed the kick. Uh, so we're down yeah. by five and then just the next, uh, kickoff, we just managed to go a hundred, um, and score right at the end. And man, the relief. Yeah. Uh, which I guess I haven't really brought that uh, That's another taboo topic, um, at the Dynamo, <laughs> I think, is a lot of the boys there still remember it. And I talked about it yeah. with Gorski a bit. And, uh, yeah, he said it was his first year. But he said, don't, don't bring it up with uh Kenny and the guys because yeah. they'll smash you. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was crazy was like, I think that actual game got played, like, it was always on the computer mm-hmm. that next year, so oh, the boys wow. were always watching, watching it. And I was like, hey, turn like, very bad words, like, just turn that off, and you yeah, like, yeah. don't need to be seeing that, yeah. But, um, like, the crazy thing from that was, I think it was an eight day turnaround, and we we're into Sun camp for that. Oh, wow, so like, I'd just been talking to Tim there and he's obviously been a part of it. And he was like, Oh like, I don't know, I heard you were part of the team, blah, blah. And um, started to go from that, play against those sort of players. And I think from that point, like his career really took off in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And like I think he must have played ten for you that game. So I was always always thought he was a first five. And then I think that first game, obviously I was injured, but he was starting at twelve. I was like, man, this guy's not my position. <laughs> Like he's not going to give it up, but yeah. thankfully he didn't tour to South Africa and mm-hmm. they had that, like, everyone gets a, a shot. So, yeah,
0: yeah, they're pretty lucky. No, um, yeah, I guess, uh, some of us have always been pretty, uh, blessed, especially in that center role, like you had, like you said, me Nafaeda, who. Now, I think last year he was voted like the most handsome man in Japanese rugby. Uh, surely you would have been yeah. in the, uh, close second to him. Um, I, I top, voted top for you. 10, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, top 10. But, uh, yeah, you yeah, go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then, um, obviously, like you said, Will Tupo was there. Um, you had BD Nakamura, uh, who was a yeah. great Japanese player, plays for Santori. Um, he had, uh, a few guys. Did you have Carpenter and stuff as well? Like, he was uh, a year play.
1: beforehand. Oh, yeah. Probably the midfielders that I played, I was quite lucky because I ended up playing a lot of those games and then the other boys rotated a bit. So I started with Will, um, played a bit with Timmy, played a bit with Um, Rioto, yep. um Who was Harumichi.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Haru, um, that year and then my second year was started with um, Rene Ranger. Oh, um, Shane Gates. Um... Well, Jace Emery, um, real, like, yeah, real fortunate, like, with the talent we had, so, they were, all, like, real experienced players, too, so I was able to learn a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was there for your second year, wasn't it? Cause I yeah, think, yeah. Um, because, yeah, for some reason, I thought, like, that would been your third or fourth year with them already, because yeah, I think you were kind of in that leadership group and stuff, and, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, assumed you'd been there for years, uh,
1: I'm just like the guy that won't shut up on the field, so they decided to like promote me a little bit.
0: Um, oh, that means uh, Bennett, the Dinavores must be captain, eh?
1: Oh, don't don't tell anyone that yet, It's <laughs> still undercover.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got to delete that. Um, yeah, it's just uh, going off the policy of uh, the loudest players. He's, I think, what yeah, I only met him yesterday, I think, but uh, yeah, good guy, good guy, have to get him on. I think he was pretty good to be the next <laughs> guest, but. Uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, that year there were a few guys, um, Gatesy, he was on the podcast last season. He had a real unlucky, uh, injury early in that season. And then, uh, you had an unlucky mm-hmm. run as well. So I think, uh, like that year they had heaps of, uh, great centers, but I guess, um, you know, they weren't really, it was quite hard for the Sunnies to get that kind of combination, um, to stick. Like there, it was always chopping and changing. Um, and that I guess would have been quite hard for the team.
1: Mm, we actually like. I remember writing it down like come um, week six and like we never had the same midfield partnership Yeah. so um, René started at the centre in the first game and he I think it was him and Gatesy in that game mm-hmm. he got injured in the second game I think it was Gatesy and Chase Emery.
0: Yeah.
1: and I think Chase may have got injured that game and then we played the Chiefs and it was me and Gatesy and then Gatesy had that
0: yeah, yeah.
1: pretty horrific injury yeah, yeah. and then I think it was me and Phil Burley in that fourth oh, game. Nice. And then he was the same. He went down mm-hmm. um, before the game like started. Oh, so Jace right. like with that huge shuffle yeah.
0: um, that against the Blues. When Josh Timu got his uh, debut. Yep. Yeah, he tough. made his
1: debut. So Sun was just full of opportunities. So. And then when we came back to the game against the Reds, so I got a head knock mm-hmm. and got stuck in a hotel in Ichihara, which was pretty tough. Um <laughs> And I think there was three of us with like head injuries mm-hmm. during that game. And we became like our three great mates yeah. just roaming the streets of Ichihara, um, playing on our phones and yep. um, obviously being on your phone like, heat during that recovery period. Um, I don't know what the medical term for it was, but yeah, my eyes. Um, I had a problem with my right eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a vestibular problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't heal properly and then yeah, the vision side of things. Mm-hmm. So it was a long way to rehab. Um I got to the stage where I was like gymming and on the walk bike and passed all my tests and then they flew me to Australia and I just did a walkthrough and then yeah. like just as I was moving my head trying to concentrate, I just like flared up and had massive headaches. True oh, wow. like came straight on so it said was something to do with like just concentrating and mm-hmm. um if I'd look at something like I'll just get double vision all the time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah that was a good couple of months trying to restore my vision. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, that's all worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um so for that I did all my medical stuff in New Zealand. They sent me back.
0: And yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Um but yeah, I guess uh Um, Your eyesight's um, not too bad now, I guess, and uh, everything's, yeah, or from watching you play uh, us last season, Uh, obviously it must be going pretty well uh, rugby-wise.
1: Yeah, but I think my eyes are closed half the time, eh? So I just use them to catch the wall and then pass, or and then hope and pray that it reaches someone else.
0: It's like, uh, oh, you just got that magic. You just uh, close your eyes and then you just wake up and you're on the try line, living the dream.
1: Um, on the ground, um, three guys on top of me, just, and head buried in a ruck.
0: Oh, that is the dream, the actual dream. Yeah. Um, but nice. That's uh, why we play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, uh, that would have been, that would have been like the year that the Rugby World Cup was on over here as well. So I guess, did that mean you weren't able to really enjoy the festivities of that? Um, with, you know, all that uh, concussion stuff going on or were you used to what you were doing?
1: I think uh, by that time, like I'd come right. So okay. yeah, we, I remember going to the, sorry, the New Zealand-Aussie game before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't actually remember when that, how much, or well, sorry, how early that was. And then we went to the South African-New Zealand game, the opening game of the World Cup, yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Me, my wife and two mates, Went to that, and that was pretty hectic. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, after that, we watched the rest on TV. Mm-hmm. Tickets were quite hard to come by, so. <laughs> um,
0: was that first game that you're talking about, was that in Yokohama? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I think I was there as well, eh? um, uh You think or you were? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I was at a South Africa versus New Zealand game in Yokohama, but uh, who knows, <laughs> yeah. maybe... Um, yeah, maybe I've been dreaming, uh, just, you know, uh, <laughs> I thought I would have seen you there. I saw, um, yeah, obviously, like, a lot of the boys get their tickets from mates and stuff, and everyone mm. who's related, like, in rugby seem to be in the same kind of area. I think I was at that game, uh, it was great atmosphere. It was, that might have actually been the first All Blacks game I've ever been to, um, and it's weird that it was, you know, halfway around the world. Uh,
1: wow. Oh, really?
0: Because uh, uh, growing up I was always Our family was always Into league So I've been to about Five um, Kiwis games But never been to An All Blacks yeah. game eh? So yeah It was a great I love that World Cup A few mates came from NZ And we had a wow Of a time eh?
1: Yeah I think that was The biggest thing For guys living in Japan Is like a lot of Family members Or mates Came over And you're kind of like Oh i got all this stuff To show you Yeah
0: but, Nomi Nomi <laughs> 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 still have nightmares no um but yeah i uh there were a lot of um like i think i also went to the quarterfinal nz verse ireland and, and yeah became good mates with a few irish people who loved a bit of karaoke you know so it was just great that yeah. so many people from around the world got to experience that japanese culture I guess, <laughs> so.
1: yeah and no, it was weird seeing like more foreigners just walking the streets and yeah. being lost like that's where i was like hey that's where i was five years ago I was that guy that was, like, looking at
0: signs and looking at my iPhone. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like, Japan is, what, 99% Japanese, so it's so weird seeing, um, you know, just trains full of Especially, like, trains are silent normally, but on the way back from games, it's just all these people yelling and music playing and you see just, yeah. like, uh, an unlucky Japanese person who probably didn't even know the World Cup's on. They're just in this train and suddenly it's just full of <laughs> foreign people just yelling at us. So I felt a bit I mean, sorry yeah. for those guys, but, nah, it a good experience. Yeah, and it
1: kind of, like, just highlights how respectful and, like, diligent Japanese people
0: are. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, we kind of, like, Obviously,
0: people don't really understand how lucky we have it here sometimes. Ah, nice, nice. Uh, And then I guess that's brought us up to – oh, we kind of skipped over um, the year after we drew Kirk versus Mitzi drew in that promotion relegation game. You guys had another promotion relegation game the year after, and, um, Mm. yeah, it was a bit of a shellacking, I think. Well, it was like 30-7 to or something, wasn't it, against Shoki?
1: Shoki um – I actually can't remember. I can remember the game. Mm -hmm. I can remember. I can't remember the score. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just remember our our first five at the time put on a masterclass. He was um, Dan Hawkins, probably self taught rugby player, most self taught rugby player I know had a terrible technique on his passing and his kicking, but brought everything out for that game. And um, yeah, we're pretty lucky. Like, just our boys stood up that game. So. It was good to see, like, the transition of, like, what we've been through and, like, our confidence levels kind of going up and down each week and then for everything kind of just fit together in that sort of instance. And, obviously, Mitsubishi hadn't been up to top league in, I think it was, like, 10 or 11 years at that point. So um, we kind of, like, walking off and just to see, like, the smiles on, like, a lot of the guys upstairs, like, their faces. Yeah, I hadn't seen their smile the whole year. So, like... Uh, That was pretty pretty touching, and I think a lot of the boys had their partners there Mm -hmm. at the time too. So it was like it was a weird situation because like I was like, oh yeah, I want to have a picture with my my wife, and my guys wanted to have pictures with their partners and like just celebrate this thing together. And uh, I was a mission just trying to get that Mm -hmm. because obviously professional and and off field life is a lot different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that was an experience in itself, and then. From there, obviously, had this big goal ahead of us of like making an impact in top leagues.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think there's a couple of like huge blown up, um, photos of, uh, like a team photo after the game that you guys took with fans. Uh, yeah, that year that you guys got promoted. And, um, yeah, it's pretty much, I'm sitting right next to it in the staff room. And, uh, yeah, it's just such a good photo where you can see how happy everyone is and how much work's been put in. And it's a bit unlucky. I guess we're, forced to um kind of do that all over again from the second division even though we didn't lose it mm-hmm. uh you know a game uh relegation game or anything but it just gives us a chance to uh create history you know which is a bit exciting mm.
1: i'll hopefully get another photo of the boy smiling on the wall again and um yeah what was it the, the eye drawn on the another daduma
0: oh yeah 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 because we
1: we had like for a while there we had a lot of one-eyed darumas like floating around the club room so
0: Oh, I think. uh, um, I've pretty much never like I've never seen a daruma that had both eyes, um, you know, circled in. Because if anyone doesn't know, that like you, they have one eye until the goal or your dream kind of gets comes to life, and then you can finally fill in that second eye to make them whole and. Um, I guess all of my relatives and friends have had pretty outrageous dreams or goals with theirs, so I've never <laughs> seen one actually, you know, come off. Uh, so, it's so, yeah, and at the moment I've just got my uh, my head Photoshopped onto that uh, picture from 2018, so it would be good to actually get one where I was actually there, you know.
1: Yeah, I'll make sure um, you can be the first guy filling out the eye for oh, us.
0: How good. I've already ruined it. <laughs> For now, uh, I guess, yeah, like you said, Dynamo's first time in years back in the top league. Um, how was that?
1: Um, an experience, probably like, I'd say a bit of a wake-up call as well for our boys. Um, who I can't even remember, it's so far, like so long ago now, yeah. but um, we obviously had like three pretty tough games at the start of the season, and then played against NEC, which we ended up winning. So that was our first First ever win in the top league, and that was a pretty cool experience. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I think we may have had one more game after that against Yamaha, and got an absolute hiding.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Obviously, we just won the week before, and then uh, the season got shut down. Oh so yeah, of
0: course.
1: Obviously, yeah. coronavirus happened, and we were expecting our first first baby. So mm-hmm. um, I always had an agreement with the, the staff, and that that I'd be able to go home for the birth, and come back for the the last three, four games of the season. Yeah. And, um, obviously, with the world shutting down and lockdowns happening and isolations, um, Mitsubishi said I could go on the week off mm-hmm. and then just kind of see what happens. Um, and then as I was in New Zealand, like, obviously, the season got cancelled. And, yes. and soon after that, all the borders started shutting. And, yeah, it was an experience. But mm. coming from that, it was... We were back home for five months, and mm-hmm. my my wife gave birth to our beautiful baby daughter, mm-hmm. Iata. Um, But, Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't change it for real well.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, obviously there are a lot of things that uh, COVID impacted, but looking at the positives, you are uh, because that you might probably were able to spend a lot more time with family. Um, in that time, Uh and yeah, I guess normally you wouldn't get a five month. Uh, you know, off season to come back to New Zealand, so I guess that's one of the positives that's come out of all this situation, eh?
1: Yeah, and yeah, even though we were on like lockdown in New Zealand, like we got to spend a lot of time with family, and obviously got to share the first five months with my daughter yeah. um, as a full-time dad, which was um, pretty eye-opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, funny you complain about some of the like little things we, do as rugby for players, and then you get to see your wife go through the rest of it, which, um, eye-opening, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you say that, you've got things to look forward to, Doug. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's a big announcement I've actually got. Um, no, um, <laughs> uh, 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 but no, anyway, uh, and then, yeah, I guess that brings us to this season. Um, COVID still, looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better in Japan, uh, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know, the way um, the government, I don't, it seems like they are, technically can't lock anything down. Um, I don't know if a lockdown will really work anymore, but, you know, cases are skyrocketing. Um, but hopefully uh, it all kind of comes back to normal a little bit and uh, fans can actually come watch our games and I guess we can play, hopefully we can play this season. Um, there were a few cancelled games last season and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's always a bit disappointing when everything you work towards kind of gets taken away from you but <laughs> i uh i've noticed that i've kind of talked a little bit too long i've taken up way too much of your time um and yeah you being the uh popular man you are i've gotten about a million questions from my instagram that i'll uh like to get through as well but uh, is there anything else right. i guess you'd like to share before i get into those questions
1: uh no you just continue to do your thing and I'm just here to help support you. Any guts?
0: But anyway, <laughs> uh, we've got a few goodies. There's one uh, from teammate who I've never actually met yet before, uh, from Sham. Uh, is it true you have the messiest locker in the locker room?
1: Oh, it's playing up. Because um, at the moment, Sham's got the messiest locker in the locker room. <laughs> and it was actually a bit of a problem last year. Um, we had James Wilson, who's one of the tidiest guys on
0: the
1: team yeah and uh yeah he was he'd walk into his locker and he was sitting right opposite um sham yeah yeah but yeah he just yeah poor jimmy had a bit to get through oh. i'll just say that
0: it's uh yeah it's not the i guess the prep you want before you go out and um yeah go out and uh you know put your body on the line for the team i guess uh,
1: yeah as a as a tidy guy too like
0: just disrespectful mm, yeah yeah <laughs> disrespectful to dirt. Um alright well we've got one from a, I think this is a young Japanese fan he's written in Japanese but I will translate it into Jap- uh, English not for you you obviously understand it you got great Japanese but for the for the listeners you know Uh it says <sighs> so uh what are some ways that I guess you can get some you can put physical strength on or you can become stronger
1: ah uh... It's pretty tough. Maybe, I think maybe like belief mm-hmm. to, to be strong. Um, I think oh, like once you get on the rugby field, like my confidence is probably way higher than it should be. So <laughs> yeah. so maybe a bit of that and um, probably like just balance as well. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I have very good balance. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably so, not yeah. necessarily the biggest guy, but. Yeah, a bit of that and my dad's strength now mm-hmm. so it's newly acquired um i carry my my daughter everywhere <laughs> which is the reason why she's not walking yet but um <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah it's probably a it too but he's probably a bit too young to um have kids at that age so <laughs> yeah apologies
0: mm. no uh, well, this, i to mean, look forward to in i guess 20 years time um yeah, yeah. but yeah th- i mean i guess it doesn't have to be a baby You can be i guess the big thing you're saying is you know you can use every second of the day could can be used for training uh, yeah oh, it's
1: that's definitely my personality <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, we got another one from i think a japanese fan um who's written it in uh english for us they said like what do you do to be able to, uh, to work or move in all directions like an american comic book hero or oh, <coughs> oh wow it's a big compliment, I think. So basically, you say like, "Hey, you know, you're so good. You're like you said, you've got great balance, um, and you move around like an American hero." But what's your secret?
1: Um, maybe grow up being afraid of contact, mm-hmm. of getting hurt. Um, so I don't know. I guess you're dodging people trying to hurt you. So
0: easy. Yep. Nice. Simple. Yep. Effective. Uh, this might be a friend of yours. It says C- you've come a long way since seventh grade, Long Bay College.
1: Oh, it's a long, long time ago. Oh, seventh grade is um, was under forty kgs maybe. Oh wow. Or maybe fifty two. I can't really remember, but yeah, I was not the biggest guy mm. growing up. Yeah, that was third form. Um, yeah, mm. we had this real fast winger on our teammate eh, that we'd just give the ball to, and yeah. Yeah, the rest of us just honed out, catch pass.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah. Like, I think I could probably just sneak into that division now, to be fair. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and there's uh, two from the same person. Um, can we have a Welly Sevens trip reunion, please?
1: Oh, it'd be, oh, Josh, long time ago. Haven't, oh, okay, I take it back. I was going to say I haven't drunk for like six, seven years now, okay. but... I did have one shot at my wedding, Ooh, um, yeah. just to get me just to get me through my speeches. to <laughs> yeah. follow up, and uh, it didn't help <laughs> at all. But <laughs> uh, I, I think I got the message across. So I oh, yeah? yeah,
0: nice, nice. Um, so I guess you. Um, there was actually another question about the sevens trip. Um, how did you, I guess, prepare for the sevens tournament? And I guess uh, your answer here is between the lines saying there might've been a few drinks involved.
1: Yes. At that time.
0: <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, and who was the, oh, this is from Josh as well. I think who was the best 15 at G field.
1: G field. He kind of, uh, he's trying to get me to say him, but we actually had a guy, Jack McPhee, who was, um, 10 fullback. I don't know if anyone knows him nowadays, but he's, that was my like idol growing up. So
0: oh, nice. there you go. sweet. sweet. sorry, Josh, <laughs> uh, Alrighty, Uh, when are you going to cut off your hair? It is from my best man. Mm.
1: Never. Well, I've only ever had long hair since I've met my wife and I've got quite a big forehead, eh? I think if I'm cutting it, like it takes a, no, I'm just joking. No, I love my hair and my daughter loves it, so I'll keep it until she tells me to cut it off.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Um, Oh, Okay what is his favorite moment playing rugby in Japan oh uh,
1: promotion to top league nice easy beautiful yeah uh, actually I'll change it yeah. um, probably like being over in Japan you become like real good mates with like um, just the guys you live with mm-hmm. so my first year um, on my I was on like the fifth floor on the sixth floor was um my Indian mate, Rich, mm-hmm. and on the fourth floor was uh, Albie, so um, like they really looked after me my first year. It was my first year away from anyone uh, yeah, yeah. thrown in the deep end, so yeah, it just became like a little bit of family, so I don't know if that's playing rugby, but mm-hmm. just yeah. being able to play rugby with those guys is cool.
0: Nice. Oh, man, what a professional. One question for uh, on the field, oh sorry, one answer for on the field and off the field. Man. Ticking all the boxes. Uh. <laughs> So next one. Do you are st- oh, you still doing one hundred pull ups in one go?
1: Yeah, I wish that was when I only had like thirty kgs to carry on my body, so oh, oh. seventh grade.
0: Yeah. Um oh yeah. Jeez, still <laughs> one hundred pull ups, jeez. How good? Nah. Alrighty. Uh oh, here's another one in Japanese. It says Yasumi no hi, no wa? So how do you spend your days off?
1: Uh family. It's probably my big one, um, yeah, playing rugby, like, you're away from family a lot, so yeah, yeah. just being able to have a bit of time just to relax with them. Um, chores? And <laughs> and my wife saying chores, <laughs> catching up on the chores and um, catching up on PlayStation.
0: Oh, nice, nice. That's a very uh, important chore as well. Eh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: They yeah, gotta
0: save the world. Yeah, oh, always, always. Um <laughs> next couple are from our uh, old manager from the Mighty Sunnies, James Kumate. Uh what is your favorite restaurant in Ichihara?
1: Oh, I can't remember if there was any restaurants in Ichihara, was
0: there? Oh, it's uh yeah, you kinda of mentioned how you had a lot of time in Ichihara before, but <laughs> it was a pretty um yeah, there's a bit oh, of yeah. a like there wasn't, it wasn't much to time. do out there, right? Eh?
1: Yeah, I don't even remember if they had
0: a McDonald's there. Um, I actually well, remember because me and G-Sub said we're going to go for a run and then we just ran to Macca's.
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. They should have invited me along.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to pull, you know, actual players down with me. I felt like I was backing <laughs> off. But, um, yeah. Uh, well, I'll say Sorry. Macca's. Yeah, Macca's is your favorite restaurant in Ichihara. Um,
1: yeah, there you go.
0: Or he also said, uh, what was your favorite place to go on tour?
1: Oh, um, my favorite touring place at the time with the sunnies was probably New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, just like get my family along to the games and yeah, be able yeah. to watch. That was probably my favorite time. But looking back now, like, um, staying in Aussie for that time, yeah. um, like we spent a lot of time at Coogee Beach mm-hmm. so a lot of our uh, injuries happened on those waves but not mine so <laughs> so I'm happy in um, uh, Singapore so oh yeah I don't know I don't know if you remember Singapore The breakfast oh, oh. it was <laughs> if theres if there's any any way a reason like any reason that we would lose that game games because the boys would just go hard at breakfast but I think I'm yeah, two for two in Singapore, so... Oh, wow. It's probably those breakfasts.
0: Nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think I was zero for two, um, and it was because I enjoyed the breakfast a bit too much, to be fair. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, sorry, one more uh, from the Kumate. Uh, what was your favourite memory off the field on tour? You might have already touched on it a little bit, but... Um...
1: Well, this, this is probably another, like, not sad one, but... Um, Sorry, not really rugby-related, but because me and my wife were apart, um, she was able to, like, come on tour, um, especially during her holidays. So um, being away from home all that time and then being able to, like, pretty much not go on holiday, but yeah, yeah, yeah. on a working holiday in Aussie and my wife would be there. and Like, a lot of the partners would be in and around, mm-hmm. so they had their own, like, little community, I guess, and, yeah, just worked out.
0: Nice, nice. Um, and then we've got another one from Japanese fan. They actually said a uh, a message for Samuels fans, but I think they mean a message for the Sunwoles fan, if you've got one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best message giver, but nah no, definitely back myself. Um I <laughs> <laughs> oh, just thanks for the support over the years probably. Um obviously it's tough to to get around all the boys now because everyone's in different teams, so yeah. and to an extent around the world mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's probably like you really love playing for the samples because like of how much it meant to the fans and like running out especially Chichibonomia. oh yeah, yeah being like able to run out there and you run to the opposite sideline during your warm-up and you get like the biggest round of applause of your life so uh no thanks thanks for that
0: yeah nice nice great answer uh, okay next one is a Japanese debut on the to-do list for you brother brother brother
1: um I think it is it's definitely at the back of your mind but at this stage you kind of just go season to season so it's about performing for the dinosaurs and hopefully everything off field works out so it'll end up being a reality but yeah we'll see I guess
0: Hi. Right. um I guess what's the process? Like what do you what other boxes do you have to tick to be able to uh, do that?
1: Um, so at the moment, just during the injury during summer season, like mm-hmm. um, spends a bit too many days at home. So oh, yeah, yeah. At the moment it's kind of like going from passport, getting that, but then I'm eligible for my ten year um, permanent residency in Japan in oh, a couple wow. years' time. Yeah, yeah. Because of those dates that I did as a as a little fella. So mm-hmm. Once you get that I think you're eligible straight away. So oh, I guess it. we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh nice, nice. Oh sweet. Uh this one is from uh, Mr. Colin Slade. He said, uh, what food do you cook for your coach at dinner?
1: Oh if I if I manage to have um the slades around, uh, make them just humble cook salmon oh. or um yeah, for those guys.
0: Oh yeah. Um, so when he says coach, I guess he means himself.
1: I think, yeah, he's trying to refer to himself as. Oh, nice. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but yeah, we'll give him that answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, and then, sorry, just two more. Um, if you didn't play centre, which position would you want to play? Um, I'd
1: love to play first five, but I can't kick. Um, and so that kind of rules out fullback as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, tubes, plays.
1: Yeah, well, tubes plays everywhere though. and yeah, so. true, true. And halfback too much for I think the centres are perfect for me, mm-hmm. but maybe flanker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I enjoy defence, um, but I just don't really want to be in scrums and mauls. So, true, true. I think I think I'm perfectly set where I'm where I'm comfortable yeah, at yeah. the moment. Nice, uh, nice. yeah, I'll look to transition as I as I get older, mm-hmm. maybe.
0: To the flank, to the beach, <laughs> waterboy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so,
1: no.
0: uh, sweet. Uh, would you play for the Flying Fijians?
1: Um, I think the opportunities come up a couple of times, but it's just come up at bad times, I guess. Mm-hmm. At the moment, um, I've been asked. Yeah, I've been asked a couple of times, but yeah, just the timing hasn't worked out. And yeah. now being in Japan. Yeah, and um, international rules kind of coming in and playing a big part in life here. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were to look at going to France or England and that, that's obviously the pathway you take. But yeah, yeah. At the moment, like, be comfortable being here.
0: Yeah. No, that's right. So soon. Oh, and then I guess just one uh, that we always do on this podcast. Um, do you have like a? favorite japanese word or phrase uh something that maybe you learned over here or uh anything that comes to mind
1: oh su okay nice.
0: easy uh, what does that mean with a strong heart oh nice nice yeah
1: so, well so do you know nice. i thought everyone would do that one
0: i know um lot of the boys just yeah do like the nomi hodai or the um yeah hodai. i don't yeah tabi Want to go show us? or you know, Sumi Masan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we
1: got a couple of Sumi Masan boys on the team.
0: Yeah. Uh, every team does. You, you get know. to know them. <laughs> oh, nah, so in. Um and then I lastly, you know, you've had a great career, you've probably learned a lot on and off the field, but uh, do you have any advice for any young and up and coming uh players or anything? Uh
1: oh my parents probably the one that come from my parents to me was just take every opportunity mm-hmm. and um, probably something that i've tried to live by you're um, probably only going to get what five five ten opportunities and even little uh, like one or two big opportunities in your life so i guess at the time you're probably thinking like coming and hiring whether or not to do that um, but i guess you just got to put yourself out there Nice. Oh, th- that's probably, yeah, that's probably why we're here at the um,
0: moment. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. oh, sure. Um, I guess a few different decisions. Um, if, yeah, you didn't have the right people around you pushing you in the right direction, you might not have been here. so we might have both been working at KFC together.
1: Yeah, could have been, I could have been a teacher aide. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you never know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. But it's no. it's, it's taking opportunities worked out so far, so... Nice, nice. We'll see how far it gets Gets me and my little family. Yeah, and no, for sure. Keep trying to enjoy it.
0: Oh, what an answer. Nice. That's a great way to wrap up. Uh, it's been, it's flown by. I think it's been about an hour, but thanks for taking up so much of your time uh, to talk to just a little translator like me. And um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, share this with everyone.
1: I've always got time for you, mate.
0: Oh, cheers.